0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Glad to have you around. This is episode number 168, entitled Making an Impact. It was published on Thursday the 27th of February 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I will be joined in a few moments by David Wormsley because we're having one of our discussions. In fact, it's the final discussion in a long series, but I'll come to that in a moment. Before I get to that, just a few bits and pieces to do with WP Builds. WP Builds obviously produces quite a lot of content and we'd like you to be aware of what it is that we're producing. And so we've put together a page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. if you go over to that page, you'll be able to join our mailing lists. We've got two newsletters, one to tell you about the content that we put out. So podcast and news episodes, all about WordPress. And the other one is all about WordPress deals. So if we hear about a WordPress deal, we'll let you know as soon as we hear about it. Speaking of deals, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. There's a whole page of permanent coupon codes. So these are plugin and theme developers, that kind of thing, who've reached out to me and have offered our audience a significant amount off. It's filterable and searchable, and it's a bit like Black Friday every day of the week. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. The other one that I wanted to mention was wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. We have a WordPress specific audience and perhaps you have a product that you would like to put in front of a WordPress specific audience. Well, you can. We have banner ads on the website and in our emails. And we also have audio ads in the podcast. So maybe this is perfect for you. You can find out more at wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. And somebody who's done that is Elliot Condon from Advanced Custom Fields. Want to build anything with WordPress? With the Advanced Custom Fields plugin by your side, you can take full control of your WordPress edit screens and custom field data. With a few clicks, you can add extra fields to all sorts of admin pages, including posts, taxonomies, users, and now even Gutenberg blocks. They also provide an intuitive PHP API, which makes WordPress development a dream. Never tried it? Well now's the time. visit advancedcustomfields.com forward/pro. And we do thank Advanced Custom Fields for helping us to put on the WP Builds podcast. Speaking of which, well, we are talking today for the very final time about the book Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. This episode, as I said, is called Making an Impact, and it's all about, well, how do you know what you need to do to make an impact? How do you even know what it is that your potential clients or customers might want out of you? So we talk about things like slimming down the services that you offer so that you are only doing the ones that are profitable to you. We talk about the clarity that you might need to have in your business name. And know it's not too late. That is possible to change. Talk about your product kind of exclusively. You know, make sure that you only talk about your product. Well, at least 80% of the time. And avoid trying to do what everybody else is doing and getting known for things that actually you don't really want to be involved in. It's a nice episode. And as I say, it finishes off this series of watertight marketing. I hope that you enjoy it.
1: Today's discussion is called Making an Impact, and it's the final discussion in our series based on the book Watertight Marketing by Brownie Thomas. The book talks about 13 areas or leaks, as she calls them, where businesses can lose potential customers or clients. We've been working through them, and today we're discussing the last two, which are on the top of our imaginary sales funnel, and it's where... We or our clients are trying to gain awareness. The leaks are number 12, not known for what you do, and leak 13, which is no emotional impact. So, well, well, Nathan, we've cut down the book a little bit, haven't we, too? Slimmed it down to the kind of main points that we'll talk about. Yeah, on
0: these two topics, yeah? Yes, Mm. I think probably best, yeah, if we did every single one of her suggestions, we'd have been here for six months or more. (laughs) Um, So we've combined (laughs) in the last few episodes, we've combined two different topics in one. But I I think these two fit fairly well together. Um, I wonder if anybody's actually gone out and bought the book on the back of this. It'd be quite interesting to know if anybody's sort of taken, you know, taken some important information out of the book and read it for themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I know a couple of clients who have bought it, which is really good. I've been passing it on to them. Oh,
0: nice. Oh, that is a good, that's Mm. good too. Well, I suppose, in a sense, you know, you're not doing yourself out of any work if they're coming to you armed with better ways to to utilize their website. I'm guessing that this book could be deployed in any business as well. Obviously, we've been taking it from the perspective of somebody that uses uh, WordPress and has a website building business. But you can use it if you're a gardener or a lawyer, for example, it wouldn't matter.
1: Yeah, and what I like about it is it's because it's got a form format, and if you're going to talk to a client, if they've read this and basically got the 13 leaks in their mind, at least you can refer to it. You know, we, we've got some kind of starting point to have a conversation, particularly if you're trying to sell them really some digital marketing that they could do that would help with one of these leaks. It's really useful if they've got a framework to understand that. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, I have to say I didn't really – until we started this series and you put this book onto my, on, onto my radar, I didn't really regard it as leaks. I just always regarded clients that I lost as kind of lost clients. I wasn't really thinking of ways of shoring it up or having more intelligent processes. Yeah. So it, it is quite nice. I just hadn't applied this level of thought. Um, I To be honest with you, when I was, I, let's say we rewind the clock about 20 years, I, I used to read a lot of this kind of literature. I used to read a lot of literature about actual coding you know learning the skills Mm. of css and all of that and i used to read marketing books a little bit or or how to run your business type books but i've noticed more recently looking up at my bookshelf now there's there's been no new editions like this Mm. for many years and i i wonder if that's a because i'm just not that interested in acquiring new knowledge or um or i've just you know i've sort of gone off the ball with these kind of things so it was nice that you decided that we'd go down this route
1: Mm. And it's down to someone in our community who mentioned it. it was, mm. You know, I, I wouldn't have known about it until somebody on that Facebook group mentioned it. So it's great. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Well, anyway, go and check it out. I do actually, each time we put this podcast together, I do p- post a link to it. So anyway, you could Google Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. It's B-R-Y-O-N. Is that right? B-R-Y-O-N-Y? Bryony? I can't remember yeah, how it's spelled. It. Anyway.
1: That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. There we go.
0: Okay, so shall we do twelve, which is
1: not known for what you do? So yes. we boiled this down, didn't we? The first, the first thing, and we'll probably talk about this for a while, is to make What she's suggesting is that we kind of slim down the services that we have if we have multiple ones, to the ones that we like that are profitable. So we make sure when we're going about our marketing that
0: we're picking things that we actually like to do and that they're going to make us money.
2: Yeah, it makes
1: a lot of sense. It does Obvious make stuff. it's
0: perfect common sense, isn't it? I suppose the the, yeah. dif- the difficulty there is sometimes matching the two things, isn't it? You know, the things that I like doing aren't necessarily the most profitable. So maybe it's not necessarily the thing that I enjoy the most, um but somewhere along the line of enjoyment, you know, at least it's not a task that I really really dislike and like I say it makes common sense. I remember when I was a child going to see a careers advisor and they they advised me to do that just Pick a career that you Mm. enjoy simply because there's a chance that you'll excel at it because you're enjoying it. You know, you'll be willing to engage with it. You won't be uh, grumpy or miserable about attending work each day. And that will in itself lead to success because you're good at it. You will become more good at it because you enjoy it and it will make people take notice. I mean, clearly that didn't happen, but it's good (laughs) advice anyway. Yeah.
1: I mentioned to you before, didn't I, when it was uh, advice at school? I wanted to be a Butlin's
0: redcoat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's good. That was uh, that would have been a great career. <laughs> it would,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But,
0: so cool. but perfect, perfect alignment there. If you can match the two things, um, yeah. in our industry. I, you know, my take on things is basically just building websites and that can be quite profitable and I do enjoy doing it. So I suppose that's what she's saying, you know, pick a career. I'm not going to get into the minutiae here of whether or not you should be selling ancillary services like, I don't know, sending emails out to people or, or doing their um, marketing for them or building funnels or I don't know, even hosting and all of those kind of things but whatever it is that you personally enjoy designing building creating liaising with clients whatever it is i guess do more of that because you're going to be you're going to excel at it
1: yeah. And we have that. I mean, I have this issue with clients who do multiple things and they want everything it has to be on that homepage and, you know, different departments are going to be arguing or different, just just different ideas that they have at different points. They want this one to be the focus of everybody's attention. And you can't do that if you've got to be known for what you do it's got to be fairly simple it can't be a whole list of people to a whole list of things that people have to remember to know what you do and I think we're guilty of that as well actually you were guilty of this as well you've changed your website a little bit haven't you to get rid of some services
0: that's right so I going back about five or six years I I dabbled in all sorts of different things so I did do those things you know I, I created email templates that look quite nice with html tables and all of that kind of stuff and i became i became pretty decent at it in a fairly short space of time but it it wasn't a good revenue stream for me i was essentially um, learning because i thought that this might generate some revenue but it never really did i had a couple of clients and it kept me fairly busy but it never it never took off and so in the end i just cut my losses i didn't have an overarching strategy. I really wasn't thinking about, um, you know, doing things that I enjoy at that point. I was simply coming at it from the point of view of profit, profitability and wasted time. And I, I looked at it and thought, do you know what, there's just, there's no way I'm going to make this a winner without putting a massive amount of effort into it. And I'm, I'm just not willing to do that. So I stripped it back. I had a whole bunch of different ideas, mm. making simple videos for people, like I say, emails. I still do the hosting side of things, but I'm I'm slowly but surely moving away from that because it's just fraught with problems. And, you know, the the way of hosting from five years ago is considerably different from the way of hosting in this day and age. And I, I as an individual, simply can't keep up with that. Um, so I have, I've cut an awful lot out and it's it's definitely enabled me to just focus on building websites, which is the thing that I enjoy the most. Yeah. And I've got to do it as well. I mean, my
1: Homepage is an embarrassment to me because I I started to list, if you like, packages to try and give some clarity about the cost of a website, which is usually the first question. But in doing that, I've also kind of wanted to upsell on the homepage the digital marketing side. So I know I got some feedback via one of my clients, as one of her relatives looked at it and said they they sure do an awful lot, don't they? oh that's interesting. <laughs> well, and they saw yeah. that as a negative or as a positive. Oh well, I. I think it was a negative. Right. I mean, I took it that way. So I thought, mm, they're right. I need to do something about it. Yeah.
0: It is interesting, though. You know, if you go into a, like a shop, the more that they do, the better On is, is often the case. You know, if you go into like a clothes shop and they sell like a thousand mm. different products, that's kind of appealing, isn't it? You want to go to that place. But uh, I think you're right. If, you, if you're going to a business and you want to have a website built, I think it's probably going to be easier for them to understand what it is that you do and how that process is going to work if you just concentrate on the one thing, certainly from the beginning. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, when we move on to the next one, which is impact, it's really connected with this one because I found this problem and I I think I'm only just starting to grasp where I've gone wrong over these years. But it's I watch what other people's messages are for what they do. And uh, and I've kind of copied them to a large extent. right? Right where, in fact, the kind of people I'm naturally going to attract or the the only type of person I'm going to be bothered to go after are only interested in one kind of thing, which largely, in my case, is how much is it for a website? That all they want to know is... It's not going to cost them too much, and it's going to be easy to implement. It's not going to be too onerous on them, and I wow. and yeah. I'm really giving out the wrong message for those people,
0: you know. So, are you going to have more messaging around the the fact that it's affordable and it's not going to you know break the bank? Is that going to be where you're positioning yourself going forwards? Well, I've done that. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm jumping a little bit to our next bit of
1: topic, so maybe I should just get off oh, okay. that one. Yeah, let's, We'll discuss let's, it on. Yeah, impact. let's come
0: back to that then. Okay, fair enough.
2: Mm. So yeah. the,
0: the next point, after deciding that you should do something that you enjoy doing, um, which is profitable, yep. the next one was um, be aware of the clarity in your business name. Are we literally saying that the name of the business, not some sort of like strap line, the actual name?
1: Mm, I think that's what she's talking about. She's talking about the fact that a lot of businesses just use initials and, and, and maybe some kind of vague description of the thing that they do. But it's not always clear yeah i think you know uh, people like even even simple businesses that i think we understand like my brothers is landscaping i think that can often mean a lot of different things to people you know because there's a kind of hard and soft landscaping element and it's not clear if you just had initials or you know i don't know that's an example i can think of but
0: so, so in my case when i decided on things like picture and word which is the name of the the Sort of website build, building business. I just did that because I thought that that's what the internet was. Um, you know, it was made of pictures and words. Which in the day yeah. it was. You know, there was very little video. It really was just images with uh, with text. That was it. And and I thought that was quite clever. But mm. you're right, it doesn't in any way, shape or form reflect what I do. I was actually standing at a foot um, a, a rugby pitch the other day and and I was looking, because I knew we were going to talk about this, I was looking, all the advertising hoardings are, are all local businesses because, you know, mm. where I live, that the rugby team is quite small and they, you know, the, the big bigger businesses, the Coca-Colas and the Nikes of the world, they're not going to be interested mm. in sponsoring this mm. little stadium. So they're all local, little local businesses and it, it popped up as a lot of people have done exactly this, you know, the name of their business is directly a sales tool. Uh, so, mm. you know, the the you know if they're selling windows, it, it, it says windows in the name of the business. If they are a dentist, it's got dentist in the name of the business. And I just cast my mind, sorry, cast my eyes across and one after another, it was really obvious, <clears throat> excuse me, what it was that they did. And I was thinking, well, if I put a, an advert for picture and word in there, I would then have to explain that we we build websites, you know, which in a mm. sense was waste a wasted opportunity. It's too late for me. I've got um, mm. I've got far too many years under the, the belt with that and you know all of the accountancy and everything that would go with it to change. But uh, yeah, mm. if you're starting out, I, c- I can't see why you wouldn't have something something web design or something something website builders. Why not? Yeah.
1: I I think it's just being aware of it really because I mean obviously there's going to be companies like Apple where their name doesn't mean anything it's not connected and they can afford to do that Mm. it's just what your budget is and I know with say my brother he would uh, need to he, i mean i when i advised him to take his name I, I literally just said take your area and what you do and put those two together and and don't bother with the fancy branding which they originally wanted and it's made it so much easier right him right because obviously because for his website it means that he's going to be an exact domain match for some of the keywords that people are going to type in for his business so that's helping him
0: yeah well that's a really good point so in my local area there are lots of businesses where they've used the word Scarborough in the the title plus the name of the product that they're selling so a very successful company around here is just simply called Scarborough Windows I mean how (laughs) much more specific can you be than that Um, and that is probably what people are going to be searching for you know a window in window manufacturer in Scarborough they're going to they're going to win every time just on the strength of the domain so yeah I, I can't why not if you're doing it yeah if you're going to be starting out tomorrow Use, use something obvious. And if you're geographically bound, use the name of the geographical location as well. Yeah,
1: I want to ring them tomorrow and ask them if they do Macs as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very good. Very good,
2: yes. Yeah,
0: Scar- Scarborough Linux. Um, yeah,
1: that's good. Uh, you know what? Your, I think the clarity in your name is so much better than mine. It does make sense. It's pretty clear. And even we've got video, that's even moving pictures for some people. Wow, well, that's and, true, but yeah. But look at mine, WP Corner Shop, it means nothing. People don't even know what WP means to them unless you're well, in the business. Well, yeah, I suppose,
0: I suppose that's it, isn't it? And there is the temptation, whatever industry you're in, is to yeah. is to use the, the the vernacular of that industry as the name of your business. And, and of course, the, the vernacular of your industry, nobody is going to get. So just sort of dumbing it down. Yeah, you're mm. right. WP to us is it's sublimely obvious. That's so obvious what that is. But for anybody else, it's not. Um, and you, you, regrettably, you can't use WordPress. That would be a lovely, uh, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. really nice if you could use WordPress because I think that's being searched for, you know, millions of times a day. And mm-hmm. if you could, for example, if it was possible to have, I don't know, WordPress Scarborough or something, that would be a, that would be really good. But no, you're not allowed to use that. But um, yeah, WP Corner Shop, you're going to change that? You're going to stick with it? I think I've got to stick with it now. Yeah. There are a few people
1: that kind of like it. Once I, again, the concept is constantly changing as I'm kind of working out where I fit in and what I'm offering. So the idea is still quite useful because it does mean, and I, I intended it that way, is that I can sell different types of products, if you like, and it will kind of make sense that they're strung together, you know, because they are separate things that we do. Yeah. So that kind of helps in a way, but it also gets in, in terms of understanding the name, doesn't help me at all.
0: Well, I like the idea of shop. Uh, you know, having, having shop in there is quite good because it, it does imply that you've got a range of things, as you just said. We should probably point out, because I don't know if corner shop is a, is an international word, but in the UK, a corner shop is basically the, the little tiny local shop that you would go to if you needed a pint of milk or you needed some matches or something like that. On, on It's dying out as the giant supermarkets take over. But yeah. when I was a child, virtually every street corner had a corner shop. And you would go yeah. there and it would be your local go-to for just anything that you needed right away. So it, it, it has the resonance of of, um, of being, you know, a, a kind of one-stop shop. But also I yeah. suppose it's kind of dying out because, you know, the, the the new generation of children don't know anything about corner shops. They probably wouldn't even know what that meant.
1: No, I guess that's true. I mean, I I guess I'm appealing to the UK audience of a certain age anyway. So I wanted that kind of homely feel to Mm. it, you know, that. That was the, the the thinking behind it, and also the idea of kind of transparency. We've been that was where I tried to be different, try and get prices up front, and that kind of thing, try and make it easy. So it was a good idea,
0: but it's a terrible name, really. Well, it's, I don't know. I suppose like anything, you said Apple, and I'm going to throw Amazon into that as well. Yeah, it just doesn't mean anything if you've got a certain critical mass and you've got enough SEO juice. Where the you know the keywords that you actually want to rank for, so for example, WordPress or website builder or whatever it might be, um, that that can work for you. But it's a quick, slightly easier win to to go with a, a business name which which will impact Google, I guess. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the next one. Mm. So the, her other point was
1: make sure that we um, that that eighty percent of what we talk about publicly is related to what we do. So I think she's talking about the fact that, yeah, I think she's mainly looking at where we have kind of social media mm. and we, we might, you know, that we might very have an, an active, active channels, but we're not talking about, you know, we're not reminding people of what it is that we do. And,
0: right. Is she sort of trying to say there, don't muddy your, your social platforms with personal stuff? so in other words if you've got let's say for example a twitter account that you're that you're using or an instagram account which is t- tied to your business don't don't then moddy that with stuff about your your family or what have you and be very mindful that that you 80 well she's saying 8 times out of 10 for every 10 posts that you make Make sure it's directly talking to, in our case, building websites or building yeah. services around websites. So don't go off in random directions. Don't go talking about internet security for a couple of weeks or three, you know, three posts in a row. Make sure that you you really are hammering home that message so that. Because I do it all the time. I end up on a Twitter feed of somebody who's caught my attention, and and I do go back. I, it's sort of like a little habit that I've developed. I go back and I look through to see. Um, what it is that they've been talking about, you know. I've I found a tweet, I found a post mm. somewhere, and I think, oh, that's really insightful. That's great. I'm glad somebody shared that. And then I want to see if that person is an authority on that. So I scroll back mm. in their past, and and in many cases, that's the case. You know, they've they've probably obeyed this rule, whether they knew it or not. And then in other cases, you realise it was just a bit of a one off, and so you kind of close the window and, and move on. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. I mean, why I think- not? Yeah, and I think really, I mean, maybe that figure's a bit
1: silly, but it, I think she's trying to make the point really with all of these things. It's like if we want to be known for what we do, we have to have a, a, a lot of clarity, and I think that's the whole point. If if our conversations don't focus or, or make clear what we do within those conversations, then we're wasting that opportunity, aren't we? Mm. I don't think it. has I think it can still be done. You know. In the same way as if you're, uh, we did this a little bit. I mean, I'm hopeless at it, but when I had a small um, business and we had a, a, I think it was a Facebook page that we had for our cards, we managed to get at least a couple of times conversations building around cards, like, you know, how you placed a card in an envelope and do you do it this way or that way? So the debate was at least related to what it was that we did, where we attempt to be do other things where they were kind of just general chat stuff, and it didn't remind people of what we did. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's probably what she's on about. I but you know the, what? Oh, sorry, I, I was going to interrupt. No, no, I apologize. It's, no, it's okay. What I was thinking about, and it was even with the last point, is that there's a difference, I think, with local markets, because the, the one client we have that I think is really good with their Facebook page, has a lot of interaction, really doesn't talk about what they do, because it, it's so clear what they do, just on the header... Um, that I'm not so sure if that's the case. And I think building community for them because they're only going to get their customers locally is the best thing. So I would kind of argue a little bit with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: The book is also slightly old, isn't it? You know, we're going back a few years since this is, since this was written, and I'm sure that those platforms have become much more ubiquitous, so Twitter and Facebook and so on, um, you know, you've got the capability to put a business page up and so on on Facebook, and and maybe maybe that's moved on. People are much more willing to 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 use those for more social means. So yeah, I, I can imagine that that could be that could be the case. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and
1: it's the same, I suppose. Local is going to have an impact on how you slim down your services because. You know, if you are the, as you were doing, if you are the person that they might go to to all related things regarding the web, they might come to you for a whole list of services anyway. So mm. you you need to have them shown, don't you? Yeah, because, yeah.
0: My, yeah um, you're known
1: for what? You're known for where, really, aren't you? So you, the what becomes less important.
0: Yeah, that's true. I suppose also thrown into this is is how much to do it as well. And I know that we've dealt with this previously, but. You know, if you're going to do eighty percent of five hundred tweets a month, that that could be an interesting concoction. Or if you did eighty percent of ten tweets a month, that could Mm -hmm. be a different blend altogether. So I suppose you've got to you've got to think about this. You know, if you're constantly pushing stuff out, um, there's maybe a point at which people just switch off because you're just deluging them too much. But anyway, the point stands, and it's I think Mm. it's worth having in the back of your mind that as this anecdotal figure, if you produce 10 bits of content, make sure that roughly eight of them are very publicly related to what you do. You know, that they're on message, they're talking about the service that you offer. So in my case, if if I was to go back to blogging for my business, which I really, I just can't seem to sustain that. Um, make sure that eight out of 10 are directly related to what I do, not to go off on random directions. A, a good example of that would be when i did do blogging years ago and i didn't stick with it for very long i found that i was creating blog pieces which would help other wordpress users to solve mm. fairly technical things and that yeah. that was completely the wrong message because all the, the the audience that i'm attracting there is people doing the work that i already do so basically my competitors um, so it, there, it would have been far more useful to write more generic posts about how to, I don't know, how to use a page builder or how to get WordPress to do some simple little task. And in mm. my case, it was about things like I don't know, adding a adding a class to the body of the the, the HTML <laughs> yeah. so that you know it reflected what categories were 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 attached to that page or something <laughs> like that. You know, um, which wasn't wasn't yeah. really helpful for the end user. No, and I I think that's pretty much
1: most of us would have done that if we tried to do some blogging. I did as well because I tried to set my business up under my own name and then I did exactly the same because it's really hard to know for our business what they're going to read, really. Uh, uh, What are they going to search for, for web developers? Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose
0: it would be, you know, in my case, I could certainly write about, you know, Um, all sorts of less difficult things. I think that's that's the measure of it, isn't it? If somebody's coming to me to have a website built, clearly they want to sort of hand that over to me. So I might do posts about, I don't know how to set WordPress up or how to maximize the reach of your SEO, how to use a certain SEO plugin that I know that I'm going to install on their website anyway, those kind of things. Perhaps it perhaps the sort of things about care plans and what you offer. Those those kind of things more about the business and less about the how-tos of WordPress. Yeah,
1: I mean I think that's the problem when you when you do these blogs, you how-tos do really well for yeah. gaining traffic, but yeah how to how to for our customers is really quite tricky because if if we don't want the type of client who who wants to do it themselves and we want to lead as experts, then it, it's really hard to come up with content for them, I think.
0: Yeah, it is it's that is tricky, you know, because essentially most of the content that you are you would create would in some way jeopardize the the capability of selling a website it's just the nature of it so yeah that is it's it's interesting anyway blogging i suppose is one thing but it might be less about blogging and more about social media and yeah. and so on and so <laughs> forth a lot of my clients do do social media posts about th- For example, you know events that they attend. So, oh look, this week we're at the law festival in in uh, Richmond or something, and here Mm. we are manning our booth. And uh, we spoke to seventeen people today, all about this, that, and the other. That seems to be quite effective, you know. So Mm. there there Mm. are ways to do it. In terms of um, whatever industry you're in, I I, I expect with a with a little bit of thought, you could uh, you could come up with a whole ton of ton of articles that don't pauperize mm. the chances of you getting clients. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we
1: go on to yeah, digital me uh, sorry, digital marketing is probably the area we start doing posts on now, hoping that might attract some people that don't necessarily have web building skills or need yeah. them. So right. Yeah
0: that seems to be the direction of travel for most people, doesn't it? Is creating content yeah. about about marketing funnels and things. And in a sense that seems to make that seems to be a good way to go because I don't think most of the people that I'm building websites for would want to get involved in that at all they would want the outcomes but they wouldn't want the um the, they wouldn't want to actually do it but learning that somebody can do that so you could write posts couldn't you without revealing the secret source without revealing how to do it just this is this is what you can do these days look at this isn't this amazing you can turn mm. turn this little form on your website into a, a, a tool which you can then uh, re- repurpose. With targeting and pixels and all that, but you don't have to say how it's all done.
1: Yeah. Shall we go to the next point, which is um, just mentioning uh, avoid following what everyone else does um, Mm. because some things, some things are just like marmite, where you can, uh, you know, you're just going to lose everybody if you try to please everybody. You Mm. know, so you've got to got to take a side. And um, I I think mm, it may be not true, but I've often said this about people in our industry and what I've done as well is that we do tend to copy each other with the same kind of messaging uh, instead of going out there with something different, which is what I'm attempting to do now, but yeah. I'm doing it blindly. But yeah.
0: I think it's very hard to be original. Um, yeah. I think I, I really struggle to, to find anything unique about what I do. My, my UVP, if you like, the one thing that I keep saying to people on the phone is, look, it's just me. You know, you're going to end up just dealing with me. I'm going to build it. I'm going to take, I'm going to be your single point of contact. And I'm local, you know, I'm literally here. It's not like you have to pick up the phone. I could be at your office within half an hour if um, if you want me to come and have a meeting with you, those kind of things. But putting messaging out there, which is unique, goodness, I, I really struggle with that, especially because competition is so fierce. There's so many people trying to put their messaging out Um, I've never, never, I don't think I've ever really succeeded at that. My, like I said, the only thing I can say is it's just me. And if that appeals to you, if you like that relationship, then maybe I'm a good fit. Yeah. You know, what? it's interesting that because,
1: yeah, I um, was mentioned before, I think the where is so important more than the what with you. But Mm. interestingly, you don't put your face up there and they do buy into you. So you're not I mean, you're public everywhere, obviously, doing this podcast and all the kind of video stuff as well that you do. Everybody can see who you are, but that's not part of your of your essential business. No,
0: I don't mention it at all unless um, unless somebody specifically asks that question, you know, something along the mm. lines of how long have you been working with WordPress or something, which is very rare, actually, mm. then I might say, look, I do this podcast and I think I've done that twice, maybe maybe a couple mm. more times, I don't know, but not a lot. I don't, mm. I just make, just. Uh, but I think that's <coughs> that's where you're going to succeed as well because, you know, you're very amiable, very easy to talk to, and you want people to have that relationship with you. It's not like you want to get their money, and then literally you'll never see them again. You want to be actually on a Skype call working mm. through with them and so those those things are going to be important to you and I, I think you've got that in bucket loads you know you can talk yeah. you're cogent, you make sense you're you're very kind you know you've got a, you've got a nice nice manner about you and I think that's wow. going to be one of the um, one of the ways that you'll win. Oh. Can I have the fiver now? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Indeed, <laughs> you can have a tenner. Um, and <laughs> uh, you, you know, and it's true. And I guess it depends what kind of business. I was talking to somebody actually on um, a Facebook group, a thread about that, and I was just mentioning the fact that I'm soon coming up to fifty-six. So my aims are very different from what I want for my business. So it does make you approach things differently. And it really is that. It's just that I want, you know, a fairly close bunch of clients who I like a lot, who want want to look after for life. They're kind of my pension as I slowly retire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. as i wind down so i've got to have this good friendship they've got to see me as the the person they're just going to call up to ask some advice about what they want might want to do next rather than be somebody who i will might might want to make a short term larger profit out of you know yeah, yeah. as a distant business yeah so there's a big and you know what it's not communicated yet again
0: you know look at my name so i'm terrible at it yeah <laughs> you really you really should go for david warmsley's friendlywebdesign.com <laughs> that would be uh that would be the perfect name but you know maybe that is us doing something which isn't following the trend so the, the quote here is avoid following everyone else and it feels to me that in the way that the world is going, everything is conglomerating. Everything's getting bigger and bigger. And the idea of, of agencies growing uh, to be huge and to have many personnel, that, that seems to be the direction of travel for a lot of people. And that's fine. And all mm. success to you. It just, it just isn't something that ever appealed to me. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that the, the clients that I deal with, they, they definitely like the fact that it's just me there's no question they like the fact that it's me and they can talk to me and that over a period of a few months we get to chat on the phone quite a lot we get to see each other in the real world often and and so maybe maybe there's something in that you know there's a there's a real renaissance of kind of like little, getting back to corner shops, you know, little boutique shops in the UK because people are willing to spend what they know is extra money more than they could get things in a different shop because they want to support the local business and they want to sort of go against that trend. So whilst at the beginning I said I'm not very good at this, perhaps upon reflection, just that one thing is slightly different.
1: Yes, I think I think onto something there. Yeah. Mm. I, it just it really does depend on what kind of business you want to run, and we yeah. are we are slightly different to many people in our industry. So, yeah, that that is you
0: should be definitely sort of milking that side of things. I think that yeah. is our what that yeah. is our what. Yeah. yeah, and and you, you've got a, you. I think you've got a great scope for that. Like you said, you want to have these clients for life, and if you if you manage to pick the right ones and you always do right by them. Um yeah. I think they're they're willing to to stick with you, you know, and you'll be the go to for just everything because oh it's David, we'll just phone up David. And that's that's yeah. kind of what you want, isn't it? They won't even sort of say the company name, it'll be let's phone up David. He'll he'll get it sorted for us, and that's that's where that's the sweet spot that I think you and I want. I mean, I I don't want them phoning up David. I want them phoning up Nathan. But <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mind well, you, this leads on to the next one: uh, avoid of getting accidentally known for something that you don't do. And she mentions, um, you know. For, uh, Ready for search here, using things like negative keywords. So an example would be of negative keywords was uh, if you're doing your adverts on Google, you would want to exclude certain terms. So if you are, say, a corporate lawyer, you might want to exclude terms like divorce, wills, custody, those kind of things. So you don't pick up uh, kind of all other lawyers' work. But you know what? This is the thing. <laughs> why, why this led on nicely is because accidentally getting known for something you don't do. How many flipping calls or conversations do I get into about flipping emails and things like that and mm. other computer issues. So. Oh, I see. You know, the, well, and how's yeah. that happen then? I don't know. It's just because you're as far as many of my clients are concerned, that really I'm the IT guy. So it is taught to David. Right. But more and more of them, many of them. I, I think I've reduced this a little bit, though. Think that you know something you don't know or it isn't what we do. So I think it's really hard one to avoid.
0: Right. Well, that's the downside of the personal approach, isn't it? Is that you end up Mm. becoming, you know, literally the oh, the printer's broken. Let's phone up David. Despite the fact he's in India and we're in the UK, David knows about computers. (laughs) We need David to fix our printer. Yeah, I I can understand what you're saying. Um, Yeah, I don't suffer from this too badly. I don't often get people asking. Um, The last one I can remember is somebody emailed me and asked me to log into their router and mend it. Which, uh, which I k- kindly told them. Oh, do you know what? That's just not. That's just not really what I'm an expert at. Uh, no thanks. But uh, <laughs> but th- that was clearly somebody who'd misjudged what I did. But we we got them straight fairly quickly. But yeah, avoid getting known for things that you uh, you really don't want to be involved in. Um, who knows, though? There could be a flip side to that. Maybe you'll discover a niche because somebody phones you up and asks you to do something quirky and you do it and actually discover that you're really good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, my
1: old colleague, though, she used to do that as well. I mean, she really her work for web design came in really through so many different kind of routes part of it's a, a natural networking but also it really was that she started to end up as a sort of side business going around and helping people who just didn't know how to use their computers how right. to do that i mean she right. she knocked that on the head because it was too much work but yeah it just grows from there. so it's quite i think it's quite tricky in what we do to get people to focus on you know to To know what it is exactly we do and don't do so email hosting i do hosting so a lot of people think it's the same thing email hosting
0: right okay yeah i guess it's just about being clear with you know and just declining to do things when um when they're really not part of what it is that you should be doing but yeah okay i understand yeah that's interesting yeah hmm so that that's probably covered the what side of
1: things number 12 Yeah. yeah okay should we should we move on to the 13, no emotional
0: impact. Indeed, no (laughs) emotional impact. Good grief. This is going to be interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of had to, again, narrow down what she'd put in her book to what I think is probably the essence of it. And really, I think she's talking about having a value proposition that connects with the right audiences, pressing their right buttons emotionally and finding the right pain points. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I I think that I've probably on balance got this wrong and I would need to address this again because I went, I can't remember where I picked this one up from, but I my the, the route that I've gone is to, it's almost like a scare tactic. I, I didn't mean it to be like this, but basically it was firstly you've got a broken website i'll fix it so i was working from the basis that okay everybody's now got a website that that ship has sailed i'm it's very unlikely unless unless they're starting up their business mm-hmm. it's it's pretty likely they've already got one but it's also quite likely that it's a bit out of date or the software that they've been using for many years has has grown cumbersome or something's broken so i went for the okay we'll we'll refocus you we'll build something on a platform which is easy to use and widely deployed and it'll be you know we'll it'll be responsive and so on so i went down that route of let's refresh if you like what you've got going mm. on and then from there it was about kind of okay now that we've done the website we we've now got the problem of maintaining the website and uh, and look here's a list of scary things that could happen like it could be hacked or do you really want to be logging in every day to to update your plugins and themes and so on? We'll do all that for you. So I'm not sure if that fits, if the messaging about me, you know, as the individual, the person that I want to, to you know, I want, I want to deal with you on a one-to-one basis. Not sure how that yeah. jibes really. I think I'm, I've got a bit of a mismatch there. I think I should go more for the friendly local bloke with pictures of me on the website rather than the (laughs) you know the fairly faceless uvp which i've got at the moment which is about refreshing your your online ambitions and that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah that's a good point actually Mm. but actually i think it's quite ingenious that you've kind of picked the the angle of kind of refreshing and modernizing the site as a, as a kind of starting point. Yeah. I tried to do this. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I tried to do this whole cold call thing where I set up a sort of separate product. The yeah, idea. Tell us. These, Go on. These, oh, yeah. Well I picked a uh, kind of niche. Oh, we did talk about it because it was uh, a, bed and breakfast but the idea the the marketing behind this was focused on only people whose sites were broken in some way so they didn't have certificates they didn't have in fact they had to have three things missing no certificate no uh, up-to-date privacy policy that would be gdpr compliant and uh non responsive so if they had these three things we we sent out something to contact them and it was nice the way that we said about kind of modernizing we didn't sort of put the blame on them but zero from it absolutely nothing now it's maybe just cold calling for you but uh i just what you were mentioning there one i came away with from this is that particularly with the number of bounced emails that these people who had sites like that had literally just forgotten and left them right <laughs> you know right they, they just didn't want to know about them. It wasn't their pain point. They weren't sitting there thinking, oh, you know, at some point I must have this. And if somebody turns up, they'll be our person, which is what I had in mind. Right. just didn't work. So did you yeah.
0: literally go around the Internet looking for sites that had those three yeah. things missing? So. Um, they're very sort of visual, aren't they? You know, you can see in the browser that the uh, the responsiveness isn't happening. You can see in the browser that they they don't have a certificate, and I forget what the third one was, but um, but they were all. Yeah. You, you were literally going around looking for sites which were broken. Yeah, that period of t- that ship has now sailed as well, hasn't it? If if that was the mm. model going forwards, pretty much everybody within the last f- three, four, five years has got that job? got that fixed so that that had a limited shelf life anyway didn't it I think
1: yeah well I'm coming after I thought these were the leftover people and they needed something somebody that would come in with a very low cost offer yeah. to fix these problems yeah. you know but I mean I absolutely got no takers on it at all so it, it clearly wasn't finding the right pain points, it didn't have an impact on the people I expected it to have an impact on. But it could be, again, just the cold calling. Maybe if I found a different way to approach these people, it might have been exactly the thing they wanted. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: OK. Hey,
1: do you know what? I mean, I, you, you've shared how you kind of put your the main value proposition over. Mine has moved. When I started off, I was doing exactly the same. And it came out of these marketing books, which was kind of it was all along this skyrocketing your business to success ah, type thing are you right, missing yeah. out on leads that's the common thing that I think is still out there most and I did that and it was entirely wrong because I the problem was that would work if I did the networking and found the folks who wanted to grow their enterprises that was their main objective that would have been perfect right in, in reality I did none of that work so really the best hope I had of getting people were people who were really those who saw sites as uh, an expense a bit like ordering business cards you know so their first and only question it still is the case is how much is it going to cost me so it's ease and cost were their main goals so my messaging was entirely wrong
0: yeah yeah it's interesting as well because you um you really have built a business where from my point of view i can see that the marketing for you going forward, forgive me, I could be completely wrong about this, but it does feel that the the friendly David Wormsley um, pictures of you, warm and cuddly, I will help you, I am a normal person, <laughs> that feels like that would be really powerful for you. Um, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's food for thought for the, you know, the year 2020 to adapt it more to that and the, the helpfulness and the personality and the one-on-one relationship.
1: Well that's where I'm going now you know mm. that's what I'm thinking um I mean, the one thing I do do in terms of marketing and it wasn't intended that way, but is the YouTube videos mm. talking about how to do stuff so I very much thought, well, I will probably now start to focus on what I think is a growing number of people the number of people now who are building their own websites or starting to do that um, are growing so I'd like to get in with those people who like I did, uh, pretty much who I was years ago, and say, let me you know what I can help you with that. Mm. I can take care of your hosting. I can <clears throat> take care of certain parts of the build that you don't want to do, but you still have some control. Mm. So I think that's going to be the new message. Yeah, more friendly and more helpful. Yeah,
0: the that that certainly <clears throat> sol. Well, for me at least, anyway, that ticks the emotional impact box um, mm-hmm. you know, you are gonna you are gonna hit that um that person that wants that personal touch. I guess the, the the opposite will be true for a lot of you as well. You know, you don't want to deal with clients. You you'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, be in an agency or be much more hands off. And it may be that you want to get to the clients who are looking to skyrocket their sales, in which case your message to impact those people and have an emotional connection with them is going to be entirely different. But I I reckon for the people that you want, David, you've you've cracked mm. your emotional <clears throat> impact message there. I think I think you've got it. It just needs to be yeah. just needs to give it a bit of time to mature and see how it goes.
1: Yeah. well it'll be interesting anyway. So uh, <clears throat> but it's interesting how the journey takes you down this path where you can completely be misaligned. So I, I think that's the beauty of this book, actually, because I mean it doesn't really come up with anything that's, you know, staggeringly new as, as such, but it does ask
0: you the right questions doesn't it Mm, yeah well speaking of the book are we going to put that that book to one side do you think we're do you think we're done with this for now we we are we are done and
1: dusted that's been a good little series i've enjoyed that yeah we must do it again with another book but we know where we're going next don't we
0: Goodness me! Um, right, yeah, we should say, shouldn't we? We're going to be much more adversarial in a friendly way. <laughs> we're going to start these debates. Um, the next time we're going to be talking about, um, well, for the next period of time, I don't know how long we're going to do them. Basically, until we fall out, I expect. We're gonna we're gonna have debates where David's going to take one position and I'm going to take the contrary position, and many of you have contributed topics that you want us to discuss so that's that's where we're going next instead of just chatting and having a discussion we're going to we're going to take positions and see if we can argue argue each other round yeah yeah so <gasps> are we are we going to give away what's up next yeah why not what's our first topic It's Page Builders versus Gutenberg. Yes, but we're not going to tell you who's taking which side just yet, although I'm sure you can work that out for yourself (laughs) if you know anything about David Wormsley. Um, So that's what we're going to be doing next. So that'll be in a fortnight, which I should say is two weeks because I had a conversation yesterday with uh, somebody who said, I don't know what a fortnight is. It's 14 Uh nights, 14 days. So we'll come back Uh to you with a Page Builder versus Gutenberg debate. But for now... Bryony Thomas, thank mm-hmm. you for giving us so much food for thought. And yes, uh, yeah, okay, there we go. Well, there you go. I always enjoy chatting with David Wormsley and it's been particularly pleasurable chatting through the entire book, Type Marketing by Bryony Thomas. You can find a link to that book if you've enjoyed this series in the show notes, as well as The links to all of the other episodes in this series, of which there were many. As David said, in a couple of weeks we'll be having a debate, Gutenberg versus Page Builders, and we'll have to see how that goes. Do remember that WP Builds is more than just this podcast. We have a Facebook group over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. We produce a news item every Monday, which you can subscribe to if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. We produce the content, which is audio, every Monday morning at 7am UK time, so you can listen to it on your commute to work on Monday morning. And also at 2 p.m. in the WP Builds Facebook group, as well as wpbuilds.com forward slash live. We have a live version of the news and we chat through what's happened in the previous week with some notable WordPress guests. So join us for all of that. And I hope that you have a good week. As always, I will fade in some cheesy music, which this week is very, very jolly. Bye bye for now.